temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's your host, Gina Crash, for the next half an hour. Really excited to introduce you to our guest this morning from Genesee Valley Outdoor Learning Center. We've got Scott Gray with us. He's the challenge course manager there. Hi, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you guys for taking the time. And, you know, it's a uh... I really appreciate you guys talking to me today. Thank you. Oh, for sure. And uh, you have talked, it's like, it seems like it's too fun to be at a job, what you get to do at this great place. Um, but maybe for people who are just joining us this morning that aren't as familiar with Genesee Valley Outdoor Learning Center as you are being there in your current role as the challenge course manager for eight years now, um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. And it sounds like maybe in your background, you're super passionate about this, that that's kind of what led you to this job in the first place and to Genesee Valley. Yeah, so a little bit about Genesee Valley specifically. So uh, Genesee Valley has a number of different programming op- options. We are an independent nonprofit outdoor learning center. We're located um, in northern Maryland, I'd say around like 22, 25 minutes um, right up at 83, and then um, you know, right kind of at the Maryland line area. Then if you're coming from York, we're about 30 minutes from York uh, going on south. But, yeah, so Genesee Valley offers um, a couple of different programs. We offer uh, a summer day camp which is an experiential education uh, program. So we're very, um, we're, we're very focused on experiential learning at Genesee Valley. So our facility and our program are kind of built um, in a way that helps encourage growth in, in young people with our summer camp program. In addition to that, we also, during the, the fall and spring seasons, uh, and a little bit in the winter too, we offer um, um, facilitated challenge course experiences, which is like, um, you know, kind of uh, what old school people used to call team building. People still use that terminology in the field. But those experiences range from everyone from about like, you know, uh, maybe a Girl Scout group coming out, you know, trying to work on cooperation within the troop up, upwards all the way to um, corporate leadership development. Um, let's say you got a new project going on and, you, you know, you're trying to, you know, create co- uh, cohesion within the, you know, the corporate environment. We do all that stuff and everything in between, including uh, collegiate sports, um, club sports, public schools, private schools, and uh, whatever uh, youth groups, you know, people are interested in. Um, in addition to that, we also have sports field rentals. We have a number of um, sports fields up at our facility, primarily lacrosse, but we also do things like soccer and whatnot. And, um, yeah, we do a number of different programs, um, all of which are focused on spending time in the outdoors and basically giving people the opportunity to not only learn about uh, the people around them and the people they interact with um, on a daily basis, but also a little bit about themselves. Cool. And can you give us a little bit about, I know it was family run, um, sort of the history of the organization and how that came to be and where you are and, and the significance of that as well, before we get into some more specifics? Yeah, so Genesee Valley was founded um, in the early 80s by a, um, a gentleman named Tom LaMonica. Um, sadly, he passed away about a decade ago. 
But basically his, his vision kind of grew up with what we call experiential education, outdoor education, kind of in that time period, where basically the idea is to, um, you know, teach it in a college classroom or in a high school or middle school classroom or discussing, you know, um, leadership development or trying to create, you know, positive team environments like in a corporate boardroom. That's still good. That's still valuable experiences for people to have. But I'm also taking, you know, a couple of moments um, and spending time in the outdoors, um, basically creating what we call a, a novel learning environment and um, allowing people to kind of not only be taught um, lessons, but also have them kind of teach themselves lessons and utilizing the outdoor environment. And um, basically, the, there's a shared learning philosophy here at Genesee Valley, basically promoting growth through experiences and by pr promoting trust. And again, going back to that idea of not only group discovery, but also self-discovery out here in the outdoors. And I'll tell you, the outdoors have really helped us um, in the pandemic, you know, just to yeah. sort of clear our heads, get away from the virtual world we were living in most of the time. So that being said, I know that COVID-19, the pandemic has obviously impacted you guys. Um, how is it, you know, how did you pivot initially? How is it impacting you now? I know, for instance, like, uh, you know, your summer camp is very popular and sort of at a wait list at this point, which we'll talk more about because you have mm -hmm. to follow the CDC guidelines. So right now it's a small group, smaller group situation than you would have in a, outside mm -hmm. of the pandemic, right? So you're very vigilant about following those guidelines. And as soon as you can expand it to a greater number, I know you will. But mm -hmm. as in, you know, an outdoor learning center, how did you guys, when you got that call, like, all right, we're not going to, you know, how did you take it from that point to like where you are now and how maybe some positives that have come out from of that experience with the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think like, um, so we're an independent nonprofit, but, you know, I think like any like nonprofit organization, you know, it, it did hit us, you know, right at the beginning. This was all new for us. You know, this is a new environment for everyone to be working in. And there's all the cliches about, you know, unprecedented times or whatever. But, but I think the ultimate, um, the lesson that we've learned and the way that we've reacted to things is to, um, you know, stay kind of nimble and flexible. In addition, um, the, it, it's, there are guidelines available. You know, I think the guidelines are, you know, obviously are changing as things get better, which is great for us. Um, but in the short term, you know, making sure that not only do we train, you know, our staff members to follow the, the guidelines, but also to, um, you know, allow for people to feel more comfortable when they do come out here. So, um, you know, masked programs, you know, altering a couple of our elements so that they, you know, can encourage uh, social distancing. But I, I think the big thing for us has been, um, you know, stay on top of things. I've sat through a lot of webinars. I've sat through <laughs> a lot of things offered uh, not only by the CDC, but by the American Camp Association specifically. Um, and I, I think allocating the time to do what's right and to uh, continue to do the research, you know, follow where things are at. And then, um, again, going back to the fact that most of our program is done outdoors, and given the, the, the new guidelines and what's coming down, um, you know, from the President of the United States and whatnot, you know, we're, we're continuing to adjust programs as necessary as, you know, things change. But I really think that, you know, like staying on top of it, addressing the concerns of people, you know, um, allowing people to express their concerns and then, you know, trying to address them in, um, you know, in turn. So I think, you know, we've had a couple of things where we had to, you know, cancel some bigger fundraisers like our, um, our big 5K event. But I, I think just making, you know, good decisions and, you know, following the guidelines has, you know, been a, you know, um, has worked out well for us. And as things change, we're going to continue to adjust. And, you know, um, by the fall and definitely next winter, 
you know, we're, we're looking forward to, you know, um, having more restrictions lifted and continuing to offer our programs to people. That's great. And uh, you've been so flexible. And some of those um, events that you mentioned, and that's a big thing for a lot of the nonprofits we talked to on this program, is mm-hmm. sort of that lost opportunity. Um, and so did you have to get creative on fundraising or, you know, real? I mean, it's never too early to talk about how people can donate because you are not for profit. Yeah. Um, so so, um, how, so uh, we've done a couple of different things. We had a big, um, you know, day of, uh, day of giving kind of, um, you know, campaign in the November to December, and, you know, we, we got some donations there, for which we're very appreciative. Um, in addition to that, um, if anyone's interested in donating, Genesee Valley is a 5013C, you know, nonprofit organization, tax deductible. And um, if you go to our website at geneseevalley.org, that's G-E-N-E-S-E valley.org, to support our programs or to do scholarships for uh, campers. And again, Genesee Valley is a nonprofit organization. Um, just click on the, you know, the donate button. Um, so we have, um, we've also, you know, gotten a little bit better at writing grants and trying to, um, you know, we do have valuable programs and going through that process of uh, applying for grant money, um, you know, is, is a little bit new for us as an organization. And it's, um, but I think it's something that we'll continue to do in the future, even after COVID. And um, we've, you know, definitely, you know, learned a little bit more about fundraising as an independent nonprofit during the whole process. But yeah, if, if um, if you're interested in donating, come uh, go to the website, learn a little bit about what we do here, and again, uh, just click on that donate button right on the website. Yeah, and that's geneseevalley.org, which is spelled uh, G-E-N-E-S-E-E, valley, of course, dot org. You guys mm-hmm. are also um, active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we get into sort of your programs that you offer there, I, this is cool that I know you've launched recently a school enrichment program to help parents during these, as you say unprecedented times mm-hmm. offering that day how imperative has that been you know getting a full day at genesee valley with supervised learning and group activities and outside versus their you know little world in a box that's been oh, yeah going back to that trying to be flexible we do understand that you know a lot of parents don't have the ability to you know they have to work their jobs they have to um you know uh, support their you know family financially um and because different school systems are right now following different guidelines and again i think everyone's you know trying to do their best but for those people who um, still are not quite in the classroom 100% of the time, we're basically offering people, you know, in, in small facilitated groups to, um, you know, kind of have a mixed program where they can, you know, log on to their, um, you know, computers, get the, get the schoolwork done. Then in addition to that, you know, um, you know when available, because, you know, the, the online learning has, I think, been challenging for a lot of people. Um, but when they do have a moment, they can, you know, go spend some time outside or, um, you know, and not only just enjoy the outdoors, but even do some of the facilitated activities we have here, whether that's a climbing wall or whether that's, you know, spending um, some supervised time by the pond or just, you know, having that outdoor experience um, in a um, – and our, our environment is very much so kind of a mixture between uh, the woods and kind of a farm environment. So I think it's also valuable from the perspective of uh, not just spending time outdoors, but, you know, they get to, the kids get to see a chicken or they get to, you know, hang out with the goats for a while. And I know that's a very different experience than, you know, staying at home, kind of, you know, um, doing their schoolwork uh, and then, you know, going to play a video game or like, you know, watching, you know, three hours of Netflix. You know, it's a very different experience. And I'm very glad that we get to, you know, play a role in that. And hopefully, you know, 
Uh, come next year, a lot of people will be in the classroom um, if, the, you know, if things change. But in the meantime, um, I'm very glad we have the opportunity to give people a good experience, um, given how challenging um, the online learning has been for the last year. Absolutely. And to give, I know so much of this is sort of a visual, especially being such a great outdoor space, um, mm-hmm. that Sean Stryker from WJZ-TV recently, uh, last month, did a piece with you guys where he was mm-hmm. doing the climbing, and then the kids were with their little masks on, and they're talking about it, and they're next to a goat or whatever. So it, it just, yeah, exactly. You can just see in their faces how <laughs> what, what a difference that makes, you know, um, which is really cool. And, and just seeing that piece, it just made me think of really how cool your job is. Like if there is a kid that's listening and looking up to you, um, you know, in your role, like how did you get started? How does someone become, I know people, you're world renowned, like people come to you to speak publicly all the time um, for what you do. So how is that something you knew even that young as those kids in that piece that you knew you wanted to do that? And how do you make that happen? Yeah, so, 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 so my, my personal story is a little bit different. So um, I, I grew up um, with um, working with a number of programs in the outdoors. Um, I grew up in Northern California, and then uh, I did a bunch of uh, scouting in Northern California, which might have been different because uh, Northern California is an interesting place to, to grow up to in general outside of San Francisco. But so I, I got my, um, my start kind of in the outdoors um, back in the, um, the 90s, you know, as a, as a scout kind of doing, you know, rock climbing and backpacking and stuff like that. Um, and then I actually, um, my, my, my story kind of circled back to that. So for, for a very, very short term, I was a, um, I did some work in historical preservation, um, unrelated to what I do now. But I, I kind of, um, you know, decided that, you know, an office gig wasn't right for me. And, you know, I got back into uh, teaching and facilitating the outdoors. And um, I spent a couple of summers and a couple of, um, uh, of years doing freelance facilitation uh, for, for corporate and for individual schools. And then about eight years ago, I was hired on to Genesee Valley to uh, not only design and you know, um, build challenge courses, but also to train the staff and to teach experiential education. And I think from there, it was just Genesee Valley has been a, um, yeah, such a um, wonderful learning experience, not only for me, but also for the people around me. So um, I, I think I, I circled back to, to spending time in the outdoors. And um, like a lot of people say, you know, um, experience is the best teacher. And I'm, I'm very thankful uh, for the opportunities that Genesee Valley has given me in the industry in terms of being able to speak. And, um, but as, just as we practice what we preach here at Genesee Valley, uh, a lot of what we do is you know, um, on-the-job learning. A lot of what we do is following the models, reading the associated you know, books, following the studies, um, and kind of utilizing that and putting those into our program goals. So, yeah, so um, I, I, I don't want to say I knew what I was going to do when I was that little kid, but um, I, I, it was always a part of my life, and then I circled back to it, I think, after um, doing the office jobs for a little bit. And I'm, yeah. I'm very, very thankful that I have a, I have a very odd job. I get to... Um, you know, talk to kids about their feelings one second and use a chainsaw the next. And that's a, uh, that's a weird gig, and I'm very grateful that I get to get to have it. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad you do, too, and for everybody that's, you know, benefited from what you guys have to offer there. And, um, and that's really cool. And you mentioned um, experiential education, experiential learning. Um, maybe that's something important we need to talk about, exactly what that is for people who aren't familiar with it, and a little bit more about that, because that's a very large part about what you do. Yeah, so, so the, um, it, a lot of the, I don't want to get, the, if I go into the history, I could, you know, talk about it for a long time. But essentially the idea is that, um, you know, an in-classroom, you know, um, learning option is very valuable. And, um, you know, all the, all the data says that. Or sometimes you've got to teach a kid how to do math. Or uh, sometimes there's like a, you know, an engineering problem that they, you know, someone has to solve whether they are a child or an adult. 
But in addition to kind of like as a supplementary part of, of education, taking a moment and basically to boil it down, it's learning by doing. But usually when we talk about experiential education, we're, we're going back to an old like outward bound model. We're going back to an old uh, kind of uh, project adventure model in which the, the goal is to take a participant, be they a child or an adult, and um, give them options to kind of teach themselves life lessons. And so going back to that old, you know, outward bound model, the idea was we shop on a backpack or we hop in a boat and then we spend a, you know, a week long, you know, doing a backpacking trip or doing a boating expedition. And then, um, you know, over the course of that, um, of those activities, moments are kind of taken to process what's going on in the group and allow people to express not only the lessons that they've learned, but the feelings that are being invoked by that experience. And then using those, um, using those lessons as uh, partially to be self-taught, kind of like, okay, I learned about this myself, and now I can, you know, take this lesson back to whatever I'm doing. But in addition to that, also discussing them in a uh, semi-formal environment, so asking questions about, like, so how can you connect, you know, what you learned during this activity to the, to the quote-unquote real world? What's the lesson that can be taken from that? And then particularly in the challenge course industry, essentially the idea is to take one of those experiences, like the old um, experiential education model, um, like an outward bound expedition, and kind of boil it down into a, you know, um, a one- or two-day program. And that's how the idea of a challenge course was kind of developed, was the idea of, you know, look, we're not, you know, on the trail for, you know, uh, a week together. But what we are doing is, you know, we're, we're providing, um, you know, these facilitated experiences in which case, um, you know, the, we have a goal-oriented activity, whether it's, you know, metaphorically speaking, we're going to take some boards and we're going to build a bridge over something or we're, we have a 12-foot wall that we're going to, you know, help, you know, our various participants or our various uh, team members kind of get over. Um, and then after that activity is, is finished and whether we found success or failure or some, a little, usually a little bit of both in that activity, then the idea is to have a facilitator take the moment, distill down what the group can take back from that activity, and then going back to applying it to the quote-unquote real world. So for a, a metaphorical example would be, you know, this is kind of like a very basic example, was we were able to, you know, help our group get over that 12-foot wall. What are some walls that we have to get over in the workplace? So right, it's, right. it's taking that lesson and then applying it, um, this concrete, very physical activity, into something that is um, maybe even a little bit more abstract, kind of um, in, the, in whatever the programming goals are specifically for that group. Gotcha. And it's, you know, unlike we don't all have like a, you know, time to take for an outward bound type thing. So the fact that you're, you're super local um, and mm-hmm. close and convenient for people, for not only the, exactly. ki- the kids, but also the, the, the adults who want to, um, who have been interacting on Zoom a lot. Most of the people I work with, I'm lucky enough to be in the studio right now, but most mm-hmm. of my work after that is at home and most of our, you know, our team is still at home. So, you know, how, give us a good story this year about how like a group you know, has reconnected this year um, and, been, and you've been able to help them like you know the type of group that you would serve in that capacity and like what that typical experience looks like for them which i'm sure you probably tailor to uh, what they're going through in their particular organization but Um, yeah exactly so i actually have a um and again we we have you know client uh confidentiality but i I can i can you know in vague terms talk about it so we actually had a experience um recently where we actually had a a girl scout troop come out that has been doing their meetings vis-a-vis zoom and um, I'm very glad that they have the option to do that. Um, but they, they came out just as, you know, um, you know, things were getting a little bit warmer. 
and they had an experience out here. And one thing that I found to be, you know, personally just very moving and very important was, you know, we're still not at the point to where, you know, we were hugging individuals. But at the end of that, um, you know, we, that, that group that we had, some of the adult leadership was, you know, almost in tears just because, you know, the, the kids had been, you know, experiencing, you know, each other through this, you know, the medium of Zoom, which I'm very thankful that we have, you know, like, you know, 20 years we weren't able to do that. But um, that, that opportunity to kind of come back, get to know each other again, and going back to what you said, we've, we've had to kind of retailer our programs um, in terms of, you know, it used to be that if a troop came out, they kind of knew each other, you know, they, they kind of had that connection. But now just maybe, you know, we have these, you know, young people um, who have, you know, been interacting with each other, you know, in these short little, you know, Zoom calls for a couple of minutes. Um, and maybe they're, you know, talking to an adult or something like that, too, whether that's a, a, a troop of scouts or whether that's like a, a school or something. But when they first come out, they have to relearn all those skills, even things uh, about, you know, making sure that, you know, we're looking out for each other's safety or making sure that, you know, we're, we're learning just basic things like learning to talk or interact with one another. Um, you know, we're, we're equipped, not only were we equipped to kind of, you know, rekindle that, that spirit of, um, you know, group development and helping people, um, you know, learn some of the skills we already teach. But I, I think nowadays it's very important as we kind of, you know, move out of the Zoom environment, as you said, to just, just re- reset even things like, you know, this is how I talk to someone or yeah, this is yeah. how I show respect to people or this is how I, um, you know, show that I support you and this is the kind of language that is used and I, and I think that's definitely something that um, is, is something that we're able to teach here at Genesee Valley, but something that is manifested already in our programs. And watching, um, you know, just a, um, a Girl Scout leader, you know, just, just, you know, go to tears, just because now it's the first time that their scouts have actually met each other. I think has been absolutely amazing. That's so cool. You guys are really making a difference. And, um, you know, there are multiple popular books and a ton of research on the benefits of unstructured outdoor play for kids um, and children. Tell us how uh, Genesee Valley helps instill that love of play and outdoors in children, maybe even in, in someone in a, um, you know, more city environment that doesn't get access to that green space. Like, how important is that? It's got to be huge. Yeah, I, I think that we've we've also adapted to that in, in our programs. So, uh, again, as a facilitator experience, we, we, we tend to, and even in the ways that I, I was, you know, taught many years ago, uh, we, we tend to think you've got to immediately move on to the next thing. You know, this is a, you, you process, you talk about things, you, you spend the time to, you know, discuss what the group could have done better or the behaviors that need to be addressed or behaviors that are good. Um, but we have also altered our program specifically to allow for that green space, to allow for, um, you know, time being spent, you know, go, go by the stream and just explore um, especially with the younger kids, because they, like you said, have not gotten those options, uh, whether they are, you know, um, you know, you know, uh, whether they're from, doesn't really matter what demographic group they're from, they just haven't spent a lot of time outside. Um, so we have, you know, kind of built that unstructured, unstructured play into our, our program, um, and that's something that we've, you know, we, we've seen good outcomes for. And like you said, there's a lot of literature that that unstructured play not only helps people you know, develop, you know, basic, you know, social skills, but it's also just, it's also, there's a lot of um, data showing that spending time in the outdoors um, not only teaches kids how to interact positively with each other, 
but also just has, you know, good health benefits and good mental health benefits. Absolutely. So that's something that we're actually doing more of, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Cool. And does any of that carry over with, you know, not only uh, playing in a stream or being near a stream or access to a stream, but also taking it environmentally to like cleaning up the stream, you know, maybe on Earth Day or something? Do you, do you sort of kind of creep into that environmental territory as well? Yeah, so we, we, um, so we, we primarily focus on, um, you know, the more like uh, personal development kind of team building uh, side of things. So we do a little bit of environmental education. As far as our, uh, our summer camp program, we do teach Leave No, we leave no Trace, which is kind of a, a very classical um, um, conservation kind of based program. We do a little bit with um, gardening during our summer camp, and um, it's, it is a part of our program. But it's something that I personally don't don't focus on too much. Gotcha. So I don't want to speak too much to it. So we, we incorporate it into what we do, um, and I think it is vitally important for young people to take responsibility for the outdoor spaces they interact with. And we do practice leave no trace principles here at Genesee Valley, um, and we're always looking into doing more um, environmental programming in the future. Cool. Yeah. And as we're headed into less than uh, like we got about four minutes or so before we wrap uh-huh. up, really yeah. want to make sure we put the spotlight um, on Genesee Valley Outdoor Learning Center. We've been talking to Scott Gray, their challenge course manager, just to tell people what makes you different, and again to let them know how they can support your mission. Because I know all these things, all you're building a, a physical space, and also you know team building. And, and maintaining your outdoor space all takes money, and you are a not-for-profit, and I want to make sure people yeah. can give back if they can. Yeah, I, I think what really makes us different is that we, we really are dedicated into the educational side of things. Um, there's, there's a lot of you know, things that are kind of marketed as team building nowadays, and they're good experiences and they're fun, whether it's just you know, an aerial adventure park where they're just, you know, your people are being sent down zip lines. That's great. That's fun. I think that's valuable. Um, or things like escape rooms or taking your, your coworkers out to go do paintball. That might be like a fun thing to do, and I think that can definitely promote bonding um, in the group. But I, I think what makes Genesee Valley different is we really are dedicated into the, um, the facilitated experience where the activity, you, you can, you know, you know cr- across a million metaphorical, you know, rivers, you, you can climb a million things. You, you can go down a zip line or do a static aerial course up in the air, you know, going across cables and trees. Um, that's, I think that's all very valuable. But I think what makes Genesee Valley particularly different is the fact that we utilize those as programming tools that promote education. And that ultimately, um, our, our goal is not to send you down a zip line. Our goal is for you to leave Genesee Valley after an experience, you know, um, with a with a growth mindset that you stepped outside your comfort zone, you had a you had an experience where you you know not only bonded with you know your your teammate, but maybe maybe you know you learned a little bit about yourself in the process and the fact that we're we're really engaged in the the idea of education for education's sake, and that um, if it's we try to meet clients where they're at. So what I mean by that is that. We don't do like an a la carte program. If you have particular goals for your program, you know, call us up and we'll talk, to, we'll talk with you, we'll work with you to figure out what you need from us, and then we facilitate towards the needs of the, of the participant but also the group. Um, and I think that's very meaningful to me, especially as programs have kind of shifted in the last uh, 15 or 10 years. Um, if you're interested or if anyone's interested in supporting Genesee Valley and the programs we do here, again, we are a nonprofit um, organization. Uh, we work with a number of, um, of groups um, all across the, the state of Maryland and in uh, southern PA, uh, some of which um, um, are always in need of some scholarships. 
to help us out and run our programs here at Genesee Valley. Um, you can um, donate on our website at geneseevalley.org. That is G-E-N-E-S-E-E, valley.org. In addition, um, you can you know, find us on social media, on Facebook and whatnot. And um, I think that's, uh, I appreciate the time. It means a lot to me that you took the time to talk to us today. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Scott Gray, Challenge Course Manager at Genesee Valley Outdoor Learning Center in Parkton, Maryland. And your number, which we heard that ringing already, I think people are calling you because they heard us talking about you. And that number too, if you need it, uh, 410-343-0101. Thank you so much, Scott, for listening, for joining me actually, and everyone else for listening, I should say. And uh, have a great day. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And thank you so much for your time. It means a lot to me. Likewise. Thank you so much. I know you're busy, Scott. We appreciate it. And this has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.